0: Welcome to this week's edition of Leading with Confidence. My name is Confidence Sileme and I'm your host. This program is proudly powered by the William Sileme Foundation, and the foundation's mission is enabling education in Africa. This week I'd like us to talk on a topic I've titled, A Leader is a Teacher. It is only when you have learned that you can teach, otherwise what will you teach? You know the old adage that says, You can't give what you don't have? Those who have not learned anything yet try to teach are like a homeless man trying to give someone a house. This must not be misconstrued to mean that a leader has to go through every pit and challenge in order to teach about them. No, learning comes in many different forms, and when you have learned reliably, then you can be trusted to teach reliably. A teacher is many things. Teachers are conduits through which knowledge is transferred. They sharpen the skills of those they teach. As a leader, one of your primary functions is to develop those you lead. A leader who isn't developing leaders is not a leader at all. They are like a car that is without an engine. It may have all the outer trimmings of a car, but because it does not do what a car is designed and mandated to do, we can't really call it a car. It is more appropriate to call it a shell. It was John Buchan, the Scottish historian and politician who said, the task of leadership is not to put greatness into people, but to elicit it, for the greatness is already there." Close quote. Great teachers are able to identify potential and help refine it. Great leaders are much the same. They see rough diamonds and they actively work to help polish those diamonds so that they can fully express their true value. You may have many diamonds around you, but if you are not able to see their potential, they will leave and find leaders who recognize what and who they can become. Are you constantly losing people in your organization? It could be because you aren't really able to spot potential in those you lead, and because you aren't spotting their potential, you aren't doing anything to refine that potential. A diamond is valuable, but if its value isn't recognized, it will be treated as if it's worthless. If you don't see the true value of those you lead, you will treat them as though they are valueless and you will not get the full benefit of having them on your team. Great teachers are also able to inspire. As a leader, you must have the ability to inspire those you lead. Without inspiration, people become dejected. The uninspired soul roams aimlessly without hope for the future, but the inspired soul is disciplined and purposeful in all that they do. Inspiration is leadership fuel. As a leader, it must become like a fuel station where people are able to come and get filled up with fuel so that they can continue with their journeys and reach their destinations. Inspiration fuels your people to do more and become more. Without fuel, the car won't go anywhere. It doesn't matter whether the car is a Bentley or Toyota Taz, if there is no fuel, it won't start and it won't go anywhere. If you want your people and your organization to progress, fuel them. With your own car, You don't just fuel it once and expect that it will run on that one full tank forever, and so you must fuel your people continuously. You must look for opportunities to inspire your people. Every leader should be the chief inspiration officer of their people. Inspiring them should be one of your top leadership priorities. Inspire them through your words. Seek moments where you can say encouraging words to them. Do not wait until the monthly staff meeting to say positive things or recognize good work. Say it in the kitchen when you find them preparing lunch. Say it in the hallway when you see them. Send them an email with words of affirmation so that they know that you see their potential and appreciate the contribution they are making and the value that they are adding. Inspire them through your actions. Words are great but sometimes they are not enough. Think to yourself, what else can I do to inspire my people? Are there certain incentives you can propose? It's also important to note that not all cars use the same fuel. So you must know what inspires the different people in your organization. Know their car and know the fuel it requires, so that you can fuel it accordingly. Like great teachers, great leaders care. To be a great teacher, you must care about those you are teaching. To be a great leader, you must care about those you are leading. Think back to your own days at school. Who was your favorite teacher, or who was the teacher that was favored most by the learners? I would venture to say that it was the teacher who showed the most amount of compassion and interest in the learners. It was the teacher who cared whether you passed or failed, the teacher who wanted you to make it and to be a success. Do you care about those you are leading? When you don't care about those you are leading, you won't care about how you are leading them. The reason many leaders feel no remorse about how they treat people is because they do not care about those people. The corporate leaders who overwork and underpay their people do it because deep down they don't care about them. The political leaders who steal from the people they are meant to empower do so because they really don't care about those they are leading. Compassion is evident in how you treat your people. It's visible in how you talk to them and the lengths to which you go to make sure that they are served in a proper manner. When you care, you'll handle them with gentle hands. This doesn't mean that you'll be soft and mushy and allow mediocrity to thrive. No. It just means that all you do will be guided by a strong sense of compassion and a pure motive. On the other hand, when you don't care, you'll handle people in a manner that reflects your lack of compassion. In the corporate space, many leaders shy away from investing emotion in their people. They opt rather to be robotic in their interactions. In leadership, you've got to be emotionally invested if you want to be impactful. Remember that you are dealing with people and people are emotional. If you can appeal to and touch a person emotionally, you will have gone a great many miles in terms of connecting with them. After all, true connections happen on an emotional level. Great teachers reach for the student's heart, not just their mind. As a leader, you must aim for the hearts of those you lead, not merely their minds. They already have the mental capacity to do and achieve what you want them to achieve, and if they don't, you can upskill them. The true win happens when you are able to touch their hearts and motivate them to go over and beyond what they thought they could. Compassion curves the way to a person's heart. I heard that when she was a journalist, Oprah Winfrey was demoted because she was deemed to be too emotionally invested in the stories that she reported on. Her emotional investment was deemed to be a liability. But in the end, it proved to be her greatest strength. How many times has Oprah wept on a show when guests have told her their stories? It was that display of pure compassion that made her stand out from other talk show hosts of the time. As a leader, your genuine care and compassion for those you lead can become your greatest strength. In a world where most leaders see people as tools to be used, see your people as human beings who need your care and compassion. If you do you too will stand out and you'll become immensely effective. When people see how much you care, they will like you. In school, when you like the teacher, you give more effort in that particular class. When those you lead recognize that you care about them, they'll begin giving more to their work. Their performance will skyrocket. It's basic human nature to want to impress those we like. So, you want greater results? Start exhibiting a deeper sense of compassion for your people. Do little things that show that you empathize. Give an unexpected call. Send flowers. Offer to help out with the child school fees if you know one of your people is suffering in that department. Of course, you must also exercise the necessary wisdom and discretion to make sure that your actions lead to positive outcomes. Like great teachers, great leaders dare. Great teachers always push their students to do better. If you get a C and your teacher knows that you are capable of getting a B or an A, that teacher will dare and push and motivate you to do better to attain the mark that best reflects your abilities and potential. In your sphere as a leader, do you challenge your people to do greater things or do you create an atmosphere where there is nothing great to strive for? When people have nothing great to strive for, they'll never discover their greatness. Average teachers accept the results that their students produce but great teachers invest time and energy in getting the best out of them. Great teachers usher their students into greatness by revealing to them what is inside of them. They dare them to do great things and lift them so that they can go over and beyond what they thought or believed they could. A teacher can be the difference between a student being mediocre or being great. As a leader, you can be the difference between your people being mediocre and them being great. Do you dare your people to move outside of their comfort zone? Do you create benchmarks that make them stretch themselves so that they can discover themselves? When was the last time you asked those you lead to do something which they thought was beyond their capability? You'd say that it's only when you test the boundaries that you'll know how far you can go. Many leaders do not dare their people to test boundaries and that's why they do not make any discoveries or come up with innovations or fresh ideas the biggest prize is reserved for those who dare go after it. And the greatest leaders are those who are not afraid to venture into new territories with new thinking and new perspectives. It's important that you not only dare your people to venture into new territories. It's important that you dare yourself to venture with them. It is said that managers say to their people, go, whereas leaders say, let's go. The best teaching happens not by saying, but by doing. That's also the best way to inspire your people and show them that it's possible. The more you do, the less you have to tell to do. Example is the greatest form of teaching and the best form of leading. One of the reasons many leaders shy away from daring themselves or their people is because they fear failure. They don't want to look bad in front of those they lead and they don't want to risk their people feeling disappointed in themselves and so they play in the comfort zone where everything is within their control. They dare not venture beyond the norm and so everything they do and produce is average and expected. As a leader, you must make it alright to fail. You must teach your people that failure is a stepping stone to success, not a permanent immovable barrier. Remember that it is only through daring that they will soar. The eaglet will never discover its greatness if it does not dare to soar beyond the nest. If you want those you lead to develop and become stronger and greater, you must dare to go beyond the expected and the norm so that you can solve. Be an intentional teacher and intentional leader. In school, the teachers create a curriculum which is to be followed. Do you have a curriculum of things you want those you are leading to learn? Or are you just going about things haphazardly hoping that learning will happen automatically? Yes. There will be much incidental learning, but learning must first and foremost be intentional. I'm not suggesting that you hold classes in your office, but you must be aware and be sure that through all that you do and all that you say, you teach something positive and worthwhile. Be intentional about what you want to teach those you are leading. Teach morally upright behavior through your moral leadership. Teach them to be timers through showing respect for time them to treat clients and customers cautiously through the way you interact with clients. Remember that when you are a leader, class is always in session. You are teaching even when you don't realize you are teaching. So it's best to be intentional, knowing that those you lead are watching you and they are sure to follow your lead. You can also teach those you lead through verbal means. One of the most powerful ways to teach and convey messages is through the art of storytelling. These can be personal stories of your journey or the journeys of others. Stories tend to be more remembered than facts and figures, and they are powerful in that they are able to ignite and capture people's attention. Storytelling has always been part of human culture. People from every continent have been telling stories for thousands of years. The way stories are told may have changed, but the art of storytelling hasn't lost its relevance or importance. It was Philip Pullman, the English novelist, who said, After nourishment, shelter, and companionship, stories are the thing we need most in the world." Historically, some cultures have used oral methods of storytelling, whereas others have used visual devices such as artistic impressions on cave walls. Storytelling has evolved into the written form, such as books and audiovisual devices such as cinema screens, TVs, computers, tablets, and cell phones. Storytelling may be over-evolving but it has not lost its essence which is to connect people. In fact, great stories are like bridges in that they create a means for connections to happen. A story can inspire you and set you on your new course. A story can spark your curiosity and set your imagination ablaze. A story can move a nation or an organization and help start a revolution. A story can stir your heart or tickle a funny ball. It can intrigue you or inform you. It can entertain you or educate you. To connect better with your people, you must refine your storytelling ability and use it as a communication tool in your organization. People will remember more of what you say if it is framed in a story. Again, these stories can be examples from your own life journey, or examples from the journeys of others. They can be metaphorical stories, fictional or fact. Just be sure that it's relevant to what you want to teach or communicate. Any item is better received when it's well packaged. Encourage lifelong learning. It was Clay P. Bedford, the former executive at Kaiser Industries in California who said, you can teach a student a lesson for a day, but if you can teach him to learn by creating curiosity, he will continue the learning process as long as he lives. Close quote. It takes a truly great teacher to invoke the spirit of lifelong learning in their student. Such a teacher will have truly served that student. There is that age-old adage that says, give a man a fish and you'll feed him for a day, teach a man how to fish and you'll feed him for a lifetime. Close quote Like great teachers, great leaders are concerned not so much with the short-term effect they'll have on those they lead. Rather, they want to make a long-term impact. One of the best ways to encourage those who lead to embark on a journey of lifelong learning is to highlight to them the potential results that lifelong learning could produce in their lives. In the workplace, reward those who are taking extra courses and adding to their professional knowledge. This will encourage others to follow the example. Make praising continuous learning part and parcel of a vocabulary so that you make it attractive to those you lead. But do not merely highlight its importance within the workplace and professional environment. Also highlight the benefits it could have on their social and personal development. When you inspire and encourage lifelong learning in those you lead, you help shape them into the best versions of themselves. You make long-term investments that will accrue value over time and yield great future dividends. By encouraging lifelong learning, you are helping to mold leaders who will go on to shape and mold organizations, societies, and perhaps even entire nations. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's edition of Leading with Confidence. Cheers.